Welcome to the Maniac Radio Show. I'm your host, Tech Sergeant Andy Sinclair with the 101st Public Affairs Office here in Bangor. This is episode 22, and yes, it has been a while since our last podcast. Not because we don't like doing them, but because we've been extremely busy here in the PA office. But we're back, back with a vengeance. Just kidding, we don't take vengeances here. I'm not sure if that's a word or not. Vengeances. I'll probably hear about that later if it's not. But we are back, and no, we do not have a vengeance. Because we're all about peace, love, and rock and roll here on this show. Minus the rock and roll. We have no funding for rock and roll. But we have plenty of love. Love for refueling, love for the uniform, and love for those drill weekends when the dining facility serves pizza. I think it's safe to say we all have love for those days. We do have a lot to cover in this episode, including a fresh new maniac fact and an interview with someone who's going to talk to us about the recent water and survival training that our aviators went through. So that'll be pretty cool stuff. I have some information about the upcoming drill weekend, which I'm sure you are all on the edge of your seats for. But before we jump into any of that good stuff, let's check out your maniac headlines. The 101st Air Refueling Wing recently hosted a boss lift. Local employers were invited out for a welcoming breakfast, a meet and greet with wing leadership, a base tour, and even got a chance to fly in a KC-135 Stratotanker to witness a mid-air refueling. Michael Splain is an ESGR volunteer, and he tells us why these events are important. It's incredibly exciting. Uh, everybody here, as you can tell, is very, very excited. Uh, just seeing the pictures and hearing the feedback from people that have been up in a KC-135 and seeing how it works, um, and then being able to actually physically experience that for themselves is, uh, is nothing short of amazing. The employers got a unique chance to see what a day in the life of a maniac is all about. Through high ops tempos, TDYs, and deployments, the Maine Air National Guard can't thank civilian employers enough for their profounding support over the years. The on-base fire department recently conducted a candidate physical agility test for two potential new hires here at the wing. The lengthy obstacle course was constructed locally and gave the two candidates a chance to prove themselves physically before being hired. The course included stair-stepping, pulling a fire hose, ladder staging, body drag simulation, forced entry, and much more, all while donning a 40-pound weighted vest. Senior Master Sergeant Nate Anaya is the on-station fire chief, and he tells us why this test is vital to potential candidate hires. If you go out and maybe get in a situation where you've got to help some victims, maybe drag somebody out, I mean, that's a lot of work, let alone if you've got to rescue another firefighter. I mean, there's a lot of work involved, and you're either up to the task or you're not. So it's a good chance to do that in a, in a training environment where it's safe. I think at the end of the day, people walk away with a sense of where they're at physically, you know, and that's what I like about it. Aside from the two candidates who tested, various members from around the wing ran the course as well, resulting in a new appreciation for the level of physical fitness that's required for our first responders. And that's it for your Maniac News, keeping you in the know. Okay, at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that we have a lot to cover. First and foremost, there is a blood drive this Saturday on the 24th, and if you haven't heard about it yet, you bloody well should have. It's at the Wing Training Center from 10 o'clock until 4 o'clock, and this is a perfect opportunity to give blood if you haven't recently already. Walk-ins are welcome, but wait times will be reduced if you sign up early through the Red Cross website. So guys, gals, 
if you go to www.redcrossblood.org and you type in Maniacs in the search for the zip or sponsor code in the upper right hand corner, you can find it that way. But I don't need to sit here and tell you about all of the benefits behind giving blood because we're all educated in that sense. If you have any questions whatsoever, you can contact Major Beal at 7522. So save a life and give blood this Saturday anytime between 10 and 4 o'clock. Also, we haven't had an opportunity to publicly congratulate some maniacs who have recently retired, who have outstanding and distinguished careers out here at the wing. Senior Master Sergeant Larry Palmer, Senior Master Sergeant Edwards, Chief Master Sergeant Andrews, and Chief Master Sergeant Crocker. I want to thank you for your service and wish you all the best in your retirement, and thank you for the legacies that all of you have left behind. If there's anybody I missed in congratulating on a happy retirement, please feel free to send me hate mail. You can find me at duplain at mail.com, so please fire away. Also, if you are as good at bullet writing as I am, which I'm here to tell you is nothing to speak of, but you can change that July 25th and July 26th, there will be a bullet writing course available to you here at the wing. So NCOs, supervisors, senior NCOs, pretty much anybody who's responsible for bullet writing can attend this class. I think I'm gonna sign up for it. This is a great opportunity for everybody. But that's it, that's all I've got for now. I hope that wasn't too much information. So basically to sum up, give blood, congrats to our recent maniac retirees, and let's learn how to write some bullets. Oh, and one last thing. Tracy Sousa, who as you all know, does amazing work for us here at The Wing, has coordinated a massage therapist to do free massages for our service members in uniform. If you're feeling stressed out, you can call Tracy and maybe she can work something out with this massage therapist. I mean, come on, it's a free massage. Together, you can work it out. But anyway, Senior Master Sergeant Rogerson from Aircrew Life Support has just walked in and he's here to talk to us about the water and survival training that our aviators recently went through. So let's go ahead and bring him in. Senior Master Sergeant Rogerson from the Aircrew Life Support has swung by the studio. He's going to talk to us a little bit today about land and survival training that the pilots and boomers had just gone through in the not-so-distant past. So, Senior, thank you for stopping by. Oh, well, I'm very welcome to be here. Thanks. So, if you could kind of give us a, a brief overview of what that day encompassed. It was one day, correct? Correct. Basically, when they come out of pilot training school or boom school, they go to Fairchild and they get the Siri course, which involves, uh, it's about 17 days and then maybe a four-day course in water survival. And basically, they get taught the nuts and bolts of land and navigation and how to survive off the land, how to be rescued, uh, parachute drops, and that type of thing. Uh, same goes for the water survival things. Uh, they have a mock setup of an aircraft fuselage and they practice and they go through the, the ropes of using the equipment, the um, aircrew flight equipment that we provide to them on the jet. Uh, they actually get to use and handle and, you know, become proficient with it. So really the whole thing is to, is to get these guys ready in case of a worst case scenario. Right. And so they get their initial uh, bump of Siri or water and land survival out there. Uh, when they come to us and every three years, we do a refresher course. So basically we try to set up a scenario in which they would actually be in. Uh, for instance, I'll use water. Uh, water, they... Uh, they deploy a F2B. It's a large raft, holds 25 people, and they go through the different scenarios of setting up the canopies, uh, deploying the sea anchors, and using the equipment that's in there, the survival equipment. So they get a real hands-on, wet, 
experience of using that, and it's a refresher course. Uh, same goes for land. We run them through a complete scenario as if uh, they were they crashed, a controlled crash, survivable, um, and then they have to get to a rally point. They have to meet aggre- uh, uh, work through the aggressors if there's an enemy territory. Uh, they meet up a friendly uh, partisan, a safe house. When they leave the partisan, uh, they'll be navigating towards the rescue site. Once they reach there, they'll get further training on some of the signal equipment, which they will, in fact, use uh, to vector the chopper in. They're doing this blindly. Uh, the air crew, they're going to be using uh, smoke signal flares. Uh, they're going to be communicating with the uh, helicopter via radio. Uh, latest technology, C-cell radio, um, and they're blindly, They all they can do is hear this helicopter coming in, uh, at which point they'll start giving them uh, commands to turn them and bring them into the landing site, at which point they'll be extracted and taken to uh, the recovery site. It's definitely necessary, uh, right? Because our our guys and gals that are that are flying overseas and, and doing these missions, um, this is something that they need to be ready for just in case, correct? Oh, absolutely, yes. And we try to put them in the best posture we can. Uh, the hands-on with the equipment just makes it very valuable. Uh, you know, being able to use it in a real real life scenario. You did mention the scenarios and you said it's every three years? Yes, it's about every three years that we do this. So is it always the same scenario or is that part of your job as well to kind of mix it up? Uh, no, we pretty we pretty much run the same script every time. Uh, you know, they get their navigation course or part of it. Then we put them into the woods where there's aggressors, uh, booby traps that they have to try to work through to get to a rally point. They get interrogation. They go through an interrogation process. Uh, at which point, finally, they make it to the rescue. And they learn all the basic needs of surviving, building shelters, firecraft, uh, food procurement, uh, all the different things that they may need. So interrogations, huh? So that sounds like a lot of fun. So is that you guys uh, kind of dressing up like Op 4 and, and playing the part? That has happened in the past that uh, we've had some interrogators that really role play it up and they've enjoyed it. It's enjoyable to watch. <laughs> I'm sure. This all sounds like pretty cool stuff. But in the reality of it is, is that we always train just like maniacs always do. We train for that worst case scenario so that we always remain ready. Well, Senior, thanks a lot. Thank you for all the information. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, I really don't have anything else. Uh, Thank you for having me, though. Been an experience. Yeah, I appreciate it. And thank you again. Thank you for coming down and explaining all that. Again, Senior, thanks a lot. Yes, thank you. And here we are again with another exciting maniac fact. This episode's Maniac Fact is brought to you by the 101st Air Crew Flight Equipment Specialists, where their job is equipping our aircraft. Part of preparing a plane for flight is making sure they're equipped with supplies for any situation, responsible for ensuring that all flight and safety equipment is in perfect working order. Aircrew flight equipment specialists make sure airmen have the supplies necessary for any situation, from packing emergency items like parachutes and survival kits to maintaining regularly used items like flight helmets and oxygen masks. The attention to detail provided by these professionals could mean the difference between life and death. For more information on how you can become a 101st Aircrew flight equipment specialist, contact your local recruiter. 
And here's your maniac fact. As most of you may know, before we were an Air National Guard base, we were Dow Air Force Base. And as most of you could probably put together, Dow Air Force Base was named after a gentleman with the last name of Dow. Go figure, right? In fact, to be more accurate, his name was 2nd Lieutenant James Frederick Dow, who served in the U.S. Army Air Forces between 1939 and 1940. He was born in Holton, Maine in 1913 and was tragically killed when his B-18 collided with another bomber in Queensboro, New York during a training flight on June 17, 1940. He was only 27 years old. In 1942, the former Godfrey Field, located here in Bangor, Maine, was renamed Dow Field in his honor. It later became Dow Air Force Base from 1947 until 1968. So there you go, a little bit of history on the gentleman who Dow Air Force Base was named after. A true maniac and a stunning piece of history. And that's all the time we have for episode 22 of the Maniac Radio Show. I'm your host, Tech Sergeant Andy Sinclair with the 101st Public Affairs Office here in Bangor. I hope everybody has an awesome drill weekend and let's keep those fingers crossed that the dining facility may serve pizza on one, if not both days. Wouldn't that be great? Don't forget, if you want to give blood, you'll have the opportunity to Saturday from 10 until 4 o'clock in the afternoon at the Wing Training Center. If you have any further questions, make sure to contact Major Beal or your supervisor. Be sure to check us out on Facebook by searching 101STARW, as well as Instagram with that same tag, 101STARW. While you're at it, head over to the Vice Wing Commander's official Facebook and Instagram pages by searching CV.101ARW. He has a lot of great photos and articles that he likes to post, so make sure you go check those out. That's all I have for this episode. Just keep in mind that we are in summer, so the season of swimming, hiking, fireworks. Just keep in mind, safety, safety, safety. And that way, Master Sergeant Termel won't get angry. And trust me, you're not going to like him when he's angry. But anyway, have an awesome drill weekend. We'll see you around. If you have any ideas for the Maniac Radio Show, or you have a message that you want to get out, feel free to call or email us or stop by. We'd love to hear from you. So long.